How many wants to be the strong man? Amen. I say, who wants to be the strong man? I remember when when I was in school, we uh, we uh, we arm wrestled. Y'all, you guys know what I'm talking about, and some of you girls as well. Uh, arm wrestling was a big thing. After lunch, we'd all meet out, you know, and we'd arm wrestle, you know, and we'd we'd find out who was the the baddest, you know. That's Southern slang. They're the baddest, you know, and uh, we'd arm wrestle and and. We would be, we would brag on one another, you know. Oh, he can beat him, he can beat him. I mean, you know, there'd be ten or twelve boys around there, and we'd arm wrestle. And the next day, you know, the the ones that won, we'd gang up with the other ones, and we just, I mean, it was just a thing that we did, you know. And uh, sometimes you'd win, sometimes you lose. But what I was, what I want to say this morning: How many wants to be the strong man? I mean, for the Lord. I mean, we should be the strong man. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want to start this morning. I'm still talking on the strong man. If you have your Bibles, go to 3 John. 3 John. Verse 2. I want to read this to you this morning. Then we're going to go back to uh, Mark chapter 3 and read some things there. But I want you to know this morning that God wants us to be strong in power and in might. We're overcomers by what? The blood of the Lamb and by what? What you say. You know, I mean, a lot of times you're overcomer by what you say. And uh, in our uh, Sunday school this morning, Nana was teaching uh, some things there about about faith and patience. And uh, she read this passage where about Abraham, Abraham staggered not at God's promises. And what that was, Abraham realized he was the strong man. He was the one to, to set the course of, uh, of the world. I mean, you think about it, you go back and look, and Abraham was setting the course of the world. And, and we're the seed of who? Of Abraham. Amen. But I want to read this here, 3 John this morning, verse 2. I want to read this to you, and then we're going to go to Mark chapter 3. But I wanted, the Lord laid this on my heart a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't go to it. And then this morning I was sitting there, and Nana was teaching, and the Lord says, you need to read what I told you to read a couple of weeks ago, so I'm going to be obedient this morning. Because why? Obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. Okay. So I was sitting there this morning, minding my own business. You preachers, y'all know what I'm talking about. When you're minding your own business, that's when God says, hey, you're about my business. So uh, this is what the Lord wanted me to read to you this morning. Third John verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish, and I, I'm, I'm not taking out or adding to, but I'm, I'm going to put right there, Beloved, I believe above all. I believe. We got to be believers. Understand this. We got to believe what we say comes to pass. Okay. If you want to feel better, what do you do? You don't sit there and say, I think I'm getting to feeling better. You say, I am feeling better. Don't think about it. Just say it. Just speak it. What you're doing, you're speaking the end results. Okay? You're speaking the God kind of word. Okay? But it says here, Beloved, believe above all things that you may what? Prosper. 
and be in health even as your soul prosper. Okay, I want you to, I want to take just a minute right here. There's three things in the prosperity that God wants us to do. And these three things is financially God wants us to prosper. God does not want us to live in poverty. He wants us to prosper. And I'm from the old school. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Amen? Nowadays they think, well, we got to have an income of, of the government supplement. Let me tell you one thing. If you get hungry enough, you'll get a job. I'm just sorry. If that just don't go with you this morning, I'm sorry. But that's what the Word talks about. If a man don't work, he don't eat. But God does want us to financially prosper. Okay? The second one here, He wants us to physically prosper. And we think about physical prospering. I want to say this morning, in your physical prospering, you have to take care of the temple. We are the temple. What you put in, if you know that you don't need to uh, receive something in your body, let me tell you one thing. I, I, I love ice cream and I love, love gravy. But I have some issues. If I eat too much of either or, I suffer. So my, my mind tells me, get a little bit. <laughs> Take a little bit. You know, I used to go uh, at night time and I would get my bowl of ice cream. Y'all don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Some of y'all probably do about the same thing. But I would get those big Jethro bowls. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I would eat that ice cream and I couldn't figure out the next morning I'd be in pain and agony. So my doctor told me what the problem was. So I restrict myself now. I get those little bowls. You know, but I fill it up. <laughs> Come on. But God wants us to prosper physically, okay? We've got to take care of our bodies, okay? The most important one is right here that our spirit man prosper. God wants us to spiritually prosper. How do we uh, spiritually prosper Brother David uh, made a statement this morning about faith. And he made this statement. He says, faith comes by what? By hearing the word of God. If you want to prosper in your spirit man, you got to get in the word, you got to read the word, you got to meditate on the word, and then your spirit man will prosper. Why, why do you say this, Brother David? The Bible says we're clean through the word. So if we're clean through the Word, what does that tell me? The more the Word I put in there, Sister Amy, the cleaner I'll be. As far as my spiritual being. Amen. Okay, let's go back to Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3. I want to pick up this here and read. We've been reading on this about two weeks now, but I just I want to come back with this here this morning. And it's talking about the strong man. And I made statement last week. The strong man that's being spoke of right here is the enemy, the devil, Satan himself. Why? Because the first Adam fell and he lost, Adam lost the stronghold. Okay? By the fall. Okay? The enemy, Satan himself. The Bible talks about how that in, in the beginning that, that Satan came in the garden and he what? He beguiled them. He persuaded them. He moved them with what he was saying. 
Okay, but I want you to know this morning, the enemy is no longer the strong man. The enemy has no longer a, 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 a manipulating spirit over you no longer. How? I'm going to give you a scripture, but I want to read this right here. Starting in verse 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand but as is as, as in. But now listen to verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. In other words, you have to take your liberty that the enemy no longer has dominion over you. How, how does this take place? In the born-again experience. The Bible talks about being born again. It says, old things are passed away. Behold, all things, what? Become new. What that's saying right there, I'm giving you now, through Jesus Christ, in the, in the, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, he says, I'm giving you the certificate now of the strong man. You got to bind the enemy up that over the years, over the period of time, that has had a stronghold on you. And, I'm, and the reason I wanted to read about the, the prosperity this morning, about a financial prosperity, about a physical prosperity, and about a, a spiritual prosperity, because I want you to know this morning, God wants, he said, above all, I want you to what? To prosper. Okay? God wants us to not stay, get saved and stay at one spot. He wants us to move up levels. There's levels. Do y'all understand that there's levels? And God wants us not just to get to a place, well, I've got salvation. There's more to salvation. There's authority. I'm going to say that again. It's not just salvation. It's authority. Okay? And this, in this passive scripture here, it was, it's talking about in verse 27. In the latter part of this, it says, and then he will spoil his house. I want you to understand. Let's go this morning to... Uh, uh, Colossians chapter 2, I've done read this, but for you that wasn't here, I want to bring this to you this morning. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15, I want to read this here. We have received the power. Colossians 2, 15, listen to what it says. And having spoiled principalities and power, made a show of them openly, triumphantly over them in it. Okay, at this place, I want you to understand, our Lord and our Savior went to hell personally himself and took back the authority. Okay? I want to give you something right here. You have got to take back your authority. I cannot give you that. I can teach you about it. I can impress you this is what you should do. But until you individually take that authority and use it, the authority is no good. It would be like uh, you having a key. And you have a key to, to a building. Or, or, yeah, just say a building. And uh, you tell everybody, 
well, I got a key to that building. Would you ever go over there? No, I ain't got no need to go over there. That's kind of like people that is born again. They only receive their salvation. They don't receive the authority. But I'm here to tell you this morning, you have the keys of the kingdom. I say you have the keys to the kingdom. How did I receive those keys? Through Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, he said right here, in having spoiled principalities and powers. I want you to get this this morning. Jesus himself has spoiled the enemy. He destroyed the works of the enemy. Why? Because and so that me and you could have life and have it what? More abundantly. God wants us to prosper. I just read you a passive scripture. God wants us to prosper. Okay, let's go to Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12. I'm going to give you several scriptures here this morning. Mark chapter 12. Verse 30. Mark 12 and 30. When you love someone, you, you show them all the attention, okay? When your grandchildren, I mean, let me tell you, these grandchildren are something, aren't they? I mean, they, they can get to your heart, they can get to your pocketbook, they can get to your mind. I mean, I'm telling the truth, they can get to you. I ain't got great, great grandkids yet. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get those if they get any better than these grandchildren. But looking at this passage of Scripture, I want you to know this morning, you got to, when you love somebody, you give somebody everything, completion. Listen to what it says here in verse 30. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. So what is it telling me right here? I've got to put God above all. Above all, I mean, uh, situations, uh, when, when Amy was singing this, this song this morning, fight my battles, I want you to know this morning, Jesus fought the battles for us. All we have to do now is walk out on the battlefield and don't even have to fight for it. It's already been won. We have to go out there and claim victory. I mean, we've got to move in a place where we can claim victory. How can I claim victory? You can claim victory by loving the Lord. Why? Because what it says right here, love the Lord your God with all your what? With all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. And everything that I have in my possession, I want to love God with all of that. I'm putting God, I love you with everything I have. As... Amy, come in our family. We, we didn't know her. She didn't know us. She didn't know what to put us in. We didn't know what to put her in. But we about all figured it out now. We just love each other. But when, when her and Zach began to date, you know, I knew something was happening there. I knew there was Cupid had done shot an arrow, you know. And they, they, they begin to fall in love. You understand what I'm saying? 
And there were some differences there in, in the way she was brought up with her family and the way Zach was brought up with his family as far as communication. I mean, our families always just hung out. We, we would just caress each other. We was, we was always with each other, you know. Her dad was military, traveling and all, and her family was always going from here and there. And when she came to our place and we'd hug each other, you know. And we, I remember when Amy first started coming, you know, we'd want to hug her and she was kind of like, yeah, you know, kind of give us, you know. But now she gets the bud pat, you know. <laughs> She's done figured it all out. But what it is, it's love. Love goes a long ways. It's not what you can do for somebody it's what you can give somebody. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? God wants us to do one thing. He says, I want you to give me your love. I want you to love me with everything that you have. I want you to really, deep down inside, I want you to love me with every strength that is within you. And let me tell you one thing. When you learn, to learn how to love, I want, to, I want this kind of laying something down right here. When you learn how to love, let me tell you one thing. You have the strength to overcome anything. Love's not puffed up. Hello? The Word talks about loving your enemies and loving your brother and all these things here. But let me tell you one thing. When you can really love your enemies, let me tell you one thing. You got a God kind of love. When somebody abuses you and, 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 and does some things that really hurts you and you can go, Brother David, and you can shake their hand and you can look at them and you can say, I love you. And I'm talking about not just shaking it with a knife in your other pocket. But I'm talking about saying, I love you with an unconditional love. I had a friend of mine years, years ago done something to me. And, and man, it devastated me. It was just, it was devastating. And I, I, it took me a long time to get over it. And I was angry. Every time I seen him, I wanted to just punch him out. Y'all... Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all can be, you know, be honest. Amen. I've got one in here that got saved this morning. <laughs> but I'm, what, what I'm saying is when you love somebody, when you say I can love my enemies, when somebody does you wrong, that you can forgive them. When you can just forgive them. Let me tell you one thing. If we can't forgive others, how the word talks about how can he forgive us, Brother David? But when you can learn how to forgive somebody that has hurt you, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this right here, that has abused you, and when you can go and you can shake their hand, and, and, and in your heart you say, hey, I, and I mean, I went to this guy years, years ago, and, and I, man, I, I mean, Brother Ray, I told him, I said, oh, man, I wanted to punch you out every time I got around you. I mean, me and him was like this growing up in school, but I mean, brothers and sisters, let me tell you one thing. I ain't made it to heaven yet. I'm not perfect, but I'm working on it. But when you come to this place that this scripture is talking about right here, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, and with your strength, this is a, what this is, this is a command. This is something I've set before you. Can, you. can you do this? Okay? All right, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12.
I'm giving you these scriptures here this morning because I want us to be the strong man. I do, want, do not want us to be the weak one. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does, does so easily beset us. And it's saying here, let us run the race with patience, the race that is what? Set before us. Okay, now this next verse, listen to what this is saying right here. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Understand this right here. He, this scripture is talking here in so much getting rid of things that don't belong there. What are you talking about, Brother David? That's, your, you, that's something you got to work out. Because I can't go to either or's house and say, Brother David, you need to get rid of this statue you got hanging on your mantle. It offends me. And I don't think you're going to go to heaven with that hanging in your house. That's not for me. But what I'm saying, anything that will keep the enemy, listen to what I'm going to say, anything that will keep the enemy to be the stronghold over you. Well, we can think about a lot of things at sin. Yeah, we can, we can start naming a lot of things that you ought not do. But one thing you ought not do is try to compromise. I'm going to move over here. <laughs> I need an amen. What I'm saying, when, when you got something that, that is holding you, hindering you from becoming the strong man, because what, what are you saying, Brother Dave? When you're trying to press in and get some things to happen in your life and want some things to be, be, be accomplished in your life, but there's the enemy is holding a stronghold over you. How many has ever had a stronghold? I have. I've had things that, that had a stronghold on me. And I had to pray through. And I, and I under, understand this right here. I had to want to get rid of it. Why? Because the scripture I just read you right here, listen to what he said right here. It says, let us, okay, so let us, that's speaking to you individually, let us lay aside. In other words, let you do it yourself. Sister Dorothy, I cannot do it for you. So in other words, I got to let go of this. Why? Because the enemy is holding this over me. I want to get more enthused about going to church. I want to get more enthused about helping my neighbor. I want to get more enthused about loving my companion. But there's something that is a stronghold that I can't get a breakthrough. I want to let go of it. I want to lay it aside. Me and Sister Teresa, when we got married, I, I had come out from a, a lot of things out of the world and one thing I always had an ice chest on my truck always and when I got saved I, I quit drinking 
but I kept my ice chest and I put Mountain Dews in it. And I would ride around with Mountain Dews in my cooler. And, and Teresa, one day, we was at our trailer when we lived out on Travis Road, and I was out there grilling on our kebab. Little old bitty grill about like this, you know I mean? That was my, my smoker, man. I mean, it was a little, <laughs> we was just married. We was in love. We didn't care, you know. But I was on my little kebab out there, and I, I went over to my truck and, you know, opened up my eyes chest and got me a, uh, I was thinking to say a Miller out of there, but a Mountain Dew out of there. And I, I come walking back over there, and Teresa looked at me, and she said, you know, that's a crutch. I said, it ain't nothing but a Mountain Dew. She said, no, but you always had liquor on your truck, and you always had it available, and you would just go get it. And you know what? That spoke something to me. What that was, Brother David, I had pushed one thing away and put something else in its place. And what that was, that was a stronghold. It was part of the, y'all don't shout me down, but let me tell you one thing. It was part of the world, Sister Pam, I was trying to hang on to. It was my lifestyle. Do y'all understand that? But the word I read, I, I, I give you something a while ago. When we're born again, old things are what? Passed away. And let me tell you one thing. The day she, I mean, she put conviction on me. Listen. I, I always had one in my hand. But let me tell you this. It wasn't her conviction. It was her being obedient to God. When she said that, Brother Tex, it convicted me. And I said, you know, I hadn't turned to loose. And of that day forward, I stopped it, didn't I? I didn't ride around. I mean, I rode around. I had a cooler, but I didn't every day, you know, just fill it up. You know, you go by the store and all these kind of things. And, and you know, you're part of, part of the world or whatever. But in this passage, I want, I, want to, I want to give this to you this morning. I don't have time to, to finish everything. But laying aside, in other words, if you want to be the strong man, you got to be willing to lay aside. In other words, refuse that to be a, a stronghold. And, and I'm, I'm just giving you an example as what I had. And it could, be, it could be a numerous of things. And I'm not going to name anything this morning because I don't want anybody to think that I'm picking on them because of what they do. And let me tell you one thing. I'm not here to pick on anybody. I love everybody. But what I'm trying to do is get you to be the strong man. Amen. I'm here to get you to be the one, Brother Ray, with the authority. Let me tell you one thing. You can have that key. But if you don't ever go to that warehouse, you're not going to know what's in that warehouse. I'm saying you got the keys to the kingdom. We need to go and open up the kingdom and see what God has got in store for us. Hallelujah! We don't have to be attached to the world. We need to lay aside those things that does so easily beset us from running the race. In other words, let me tell you, every one of us is in the race. Every one of us is in the race. And we need to run this race with patience. Amen. Let me go on. Let me, let me go to one more here. Let's go to 11, chapter 11, verse 25. Can I say this right here before I read this? Don't let the enemy rob you from laying anything down. He'll tell you you can't do it, but I'm a witness you can do it. Why? Because through God all things are possible. Okay? But I was, I was fixing going and the Lord told me, don't let the, tell them, don't let the devil rob you out 
by hope telling you you can't get rid of it, you can't turn it loose, or you can't quit this, you can't, and hey, I'm not picking or whatever, but the Lord just told me that. Don't let the devil rob you out of your victory. You have power over him. You can become the strong man if you allow, let me tell you one thing, allow your spirit man to step up and say, I can do this. The word says, I can do all things through who? Through Christ, which what? Which strengtheneth me. In other words, how are we going to get a strength? Through him. Okay? Let me go to chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 25. Listen what this is talking about. It's talking about Moses right here. Listen what it says. You can read 24, but I'm going to jump on down to 25. It says, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. In other words, and than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Listen to what my little translation says right here. Moses, he traded the temporal for eternal. He traded the temporal for eternal. Is anything, is anything worth losing your salvation? No, it's not. And let me tell you one thing. God does not give it to you and take it away. But right here, we look at this passage of, of Scripture, and Moses, he chose rather, because listen what, let me back up in verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be the call of the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He refused. In other words, that's what I want to bring out here this morning. Are we willing, are we strong enough, listen to me, are we strong enough to refuse? Sister Teresa we went to eat a couple of weeks ago and we got through eating there and at the Mexican place at the La Hacienda they have fried ice cream. And man, I was craving that ice cream and I was sitting there and I didn't want to eat it in front of Sister Teresa but she read what was on my face. Sister Tony, she said, you want one of them ice creams, don't you? I said, I, I, I want it but I just don't need it. I, I was going to respect her. The waiter come out there and says, Teresa said, give him a fried ice cream. I said, yeah, one of those, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> come on, y'all laugh. Y'all would have done the same thing. I didn't refuse it, but understand this right here. I, didn't want, I did not want to offend her, but since she told him to bring it to me, I mean, I said, hey, she's the one that done it, not me. But the guy, listen to this. I'm just kind of telling you something. I'll close with this. The guy came back and he brought two spoons. Y'all get that? Two spoons. I don't eat with two spoons. The other one was for somebody else. Sister Teresa says, I don't want none. Rather choosing Sister Teresa could have ate the ice cream. Every now and then she ate a little bit of it, but she knew what was going on. She had some medication she was taking or whatever, and she did not need that chocolate or whatever. But she had the power to refuse. Y'all got to get this. We got the power. Where's the power at? It's in us. We're born again. We have, we have Brother David, now we have defeated the strong man. How did we defeat the, the strong man? We accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, so now I'm the strong man. He has no longer, Brother Tex, the authority over me. I'm the strong man. Who does he think he is? 
Remember, Amy was talking about singing about fighting the battle. You know, when David ran out there towards Goliath, he said, who do you think you are? You uncircumcised Philistine. In other words, you have no authority. There you go. No covenant. Y'all got to get this. The enemy has no authority unless you give it to him. But by what I want to teach you through this little series right here, you have the authority. You got to use the authority. Okay? And using the authority, it brings you to this place right here. Listen to verse 26 of that same chapter 11. Listen to what it says right here. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of reward. Now listen to this next verse right here. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Oh, y'all got to get this right here. For he endured as seeing him who is what? Invisible. By faith. By faith. Let me tell you one thing. I believe there was a lot of times in, in, in Moses' his, his opportunity when he went before Pharaoh, he says, let me tell you one thing, Pharaoh. He said, I could be where you're sitting, but I chose a different route. Amen. I chose to follow God. And your God, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of breaking this down, and I believe he said, your God that you serve, he will not answer. The God that I serve will answer. I watched a segment a couple of weeks ago on TV about the miracles that Moses did before Pharaoh and how they tried to twist it around and say, well, you know, this could be possible, and this, that could be possible, and this, that, and other. But then when it was talking about had turned the water into blood, they couldn't figure that out because they, they had talked about some kind of the, the samples and this, that, and other of water content and this, that, and other. Let me tell you one thing. How many has ever, Brother Tex probably knows what I'm talking about. How many has ever poured some oil or some water or some gas or diesel fuel in water? What happens? It takes over, don't it? You can pour a teaspoon of, of, of some kind of oil or some kind of oil-based liquid into a cup or something other. Let me tell you one thing. That little bit just about takes over 90% of that water. Am I right, Brother Tex? He's been, he's been around offshore stuff. What had took place right here, Moses said, I choose to follow God. Why? Because I, I serve a, listen to this right here. I'm going to close. He said, I serve a God of miracles. And if I trust God, listen to this right here. I want to close with this right here. Moses said, if I trust God, God is able to get us out of here. But Pharaoh didn't think that God was going to get them out. Let me tell you one thing. Pharaoh drove them out with what? With a strong arm, with a strong hand. He drove them out. Why? Because God was the God of miracles. God outdone Pharaoh's magicians. Amen? I think about that, the, the, the snake episode. You know, they, they had a, a segment on that and everything, and, uh, and, uh, and it was talking about how, you know, the magicians, you know, they laid down their rods, but then one of the... the uh, archaeologists and all they was talking about biologists and everything it says but wait when their snakes were their rods was made snakes what happened to their snake and then the other one came back on the, the scene and it says 
Moses' serpent ate them up. The world, and I want to say this right here, and I'm going to close with this. The world and the enemy tries to outdo what God can do. Before it even happens, the enemy tries to say, well, I can, you can do this, you can do that. Let me tell you one thing. What's the end results? What's the end result? Moses could have had everything. He could have went back there, bowed before Pharaoh and said, hey, I made a mistake. You know, I am here. I'm Pharaoh's daughter. She found me, but she made me her, her son. And uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I want to share part of the kingdom. You know, Brother David, he could have had all the lives of, of luxury and everything, but the word says he chose rather to suffer the affliction. The Bible says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man what? According to his works, according to his deeds. We can live in this world, and we can have everything that this world has to offer, and a little bit more if you would like. But when this world is gone, what do we have to show? We have nothing. But in that world that's coming, he said, I'm going to prepare a place. And he said, if I go and prepare a place, he said, I will come again and I will receive you that where I am, you may be what? Also. I want you to know he's coming back after us. And I'm saying all of these things right here this morning because I want you to understand, lay aside anything that will keep the strong man in control over you. Lay it aside. You should be the strong man. Lay it aside. I've had to lay a lot of things down. I mean, everybody that is here this morning, you've had situations, you've had to, you just had to suck it up and say, hey, I can do this. I, I can win. I can whip this. It's kind of like the going back to the, the, the uh, arm wrestling. I wasn't the best, but I, I, I arm, <laughs> let me say this, I arm wrestle some of the best. I wasn't afraid, Brother Tex. I would bow up and I'd do what I could do. And I'm saying that to say this right here. God is the best. All he wants you to do is bow up and do your best. When you do that, God can say, you're the strong man. What he's saying, I give you that authority. Ain't that awesome that we don't, we don't have to be under, under the rule of the enemy no longer. Brother Ray, we can be the strong man. I have the authority. And I, and I want to say this right here. Me and Sister Teresa, in, in, in our experience serving the Lord and pastoring, there's been a lot of times that things come against us, I mean, and wants to just pull the rug out from under us. But you know what? We've got to stand. And when you've done all you can do, you, if you learn to stand, God will make a way for you because he has. We had a situation one time, and I mean, it, it, was, it was a tragedy situation, and it happened, well, it happened to me, but it was she's part of me, and it was devastating. But God worked it out. God took care of everything. You know what? God's able to move the obstacle. As David went before Goliath, he went before Goliath to defeat Goliath. Not just to talk to Goliath, but he went before Goliath. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know, he went to take defeat back. I'm going to defeat you. I believe he pointed at Goliath and says, I'm coming after you. I'm serving notice. Not today, but I'm coming back. I'm going to go get my reinforcement. I believe David went and he said, okay, Lord, 
I mean, he was human. He was a young boy. And I believe he said, God, you know Goliath's big, but you're bigger. I'm going out there, and I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him. What he, what he was doing, Brother Tex, he was speaking in him to existence. He said, I'm going to take Goliath. He said, my brothers can make fun of me. I'm just an old shepherd boy guarding my daddy's sheep. But let me tell you one thing. He's defiled the armies of my God. And I'm here to say this this morning. The enemy is trying to defile the power of God that God has invested for you to have. You've got that authority. You've got that power over the enemy. How many is willing to use that power? How many this morning before we dismiss this morning say, Brother David, I want to become the strong man. Just raise your hands. I mean, not before me, that this is raising your hand before God. This is a witness to God. God, I want to be the strong man. And I, and I, want, to, I want to cover a few little areas right here. Sometimes it can be our finances. Sometimes it could be our physicalness. And most of the time, it's our spiritualness. The enemy wants to defeat. But like I said earlier, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We're overcomers this morning, amen? By the raising of your hand this morning, you've took a stand and you said, I want to be the strong man. By being the strong man, what you have to do I know I said I was going to close, but I got, I got another little point right here I want to give to you this morning. By being the strong man, you have to do what? You have to exercise. You have to exercise. Let me tell you one thing. I can't get little Aiden over here and say, okay, Mimi, I'm going to take Aiden and I'm going to put him on the football team of Flomington Varsity this year. I'm going to let him be a running back. He might get excited, but Mimi said there is no way. Because why? He is not equipped to be a running back on the varsity football team. He's what, 10 years old? Oh, six? Oh, I thought he was older than that. <laughs> so you ain't that old, are you? <laughs> but, but look at what I'm saying Physically, spiritually, you have to exercise yourself to withstand. You, you got to grow up and you got to be the man or the lady that says, I'm the strong man in my house. If, if your husband's not saved and he's not participating in the church, let me tell you one thing, you're the strong person. You need to take your household. Amen? You need to speak authority. Amen? I mean, let me, let me say this right here. A lot of times, it's in, it's in family. Y'all might, might not want me to come back next Sunday morning. But a lot of times, it's the stronghold that's in our families. That, hello? And I'm saying, but we're the strong man. We have the authority. You say, Brother David, you ain't dealing with some of my family. Let me tell you one thing. You don't know my family. I'm kind of like Brother Jesse DePlantis. You don't know my family. <laughs> I got some bad folks in my family. But you know what? God is badder. Badder, gooder, whatever. But I'm here to say this morning, the strong man. I want to close in prayer this morning. If you want to be the strong man in your house, I want you to stand this morning. If you want to be the strong man in your house, I want you to stand. I'm going to pray before we dismiss this morning.
Right here, Moses chose. He made a choice. You just made a choice by standing up. You made a choice. You want to be the strong man. And when you're the strong man, let me say this right here. When you're the strong man, Brother Ray, you got to be tough. You got to be tough. You got to withstand. And I'm going to get to some of that next, next Sunday morning about standing. But when you're the strong man, sometimes you get abused, Brother David. You get spit on. You get things rubbed in your face. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But you know what? We're still the strong man. Why? Because God's for us. Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, for the strong man in this place this morning. Lord, receiving back the authority, Lord, that you have given us this morning. Why? Because you rule. You rule over everything. The word says, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. And I'm saying this morning, enemy, you bow down because the strong man is in the house. We are binding you up. We are making you where you're in no accountability. You can no longer do anything to harm me. I come against you. Why? Because I'm in the authority that has been given to me through Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Savior. And I stand this morning as the strong man with that authority in the name of Jesus. And no longer will you manipulate my mind and my thoughts. You will not bring me into captivity to those things that you're trying to put upon me. There is no longer captivity. Why? Because I've been set free and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And I claim that victory this morning, Lord, for this, this organization, for this church this morning, Lord, for this city. I claim the liberty, Lord, that you have given us in Jesus Christ. We are the strong man. We stand in the authority of the believer right now. And we are the overcomers. How? By the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. We speak this morning. We are the strong man in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.